Hello, and welcome to Improbable Things. I'm Jay Grace Pennington, and this is my podcast where I share six improbable thoughts before breakfast, which to me means six thoughts related to writing or reading or storytelling in some form. So I just jotted down my six thoughts for the day, and I am ready to share them with everybody. Before I get started today, I wanted to just do a little shout out to Kate Willis, who is a fellow author that I've known for quite a while, and um, I've been able to do um, an interview for her blog this week and working on a guest post as well, and she did such a lovely post earlier this week about this podcast and how much she's enjoyed it. And it meant so much to me because sometimes, you know, it's just me sitting here in the early morning every week, rambling on for 15 to 20 minutes. And I just start wondering, is this worth doing? You know, does anybody care about this? And so hearing that someone has been able to enjoy it, um, just really is so encouraging. So I thank you so much, Kate, and I hope that you enjoyed this week. So The number one, when it comes to currently writing, um, I'm actually going ahead and starting work on the next Firmament book. I mentioned that I finished up Humanoid last week, I believe, and I decided to just go ahead and jump right into getting the, uh, you know, drafting on the next one. And this is what I used to do with the Firmament series. When I first started out, I would make sure that I had the next book written before I published the last one. And then I stopped doing that for a while. And then this last time I almost did it because um, Humanoid actually was mostly written all but the last few chapters once I got Eletheria out. So um, I decided that's just a really great way for me to keep momentum going and to feel like I definitely have somewhere to go next with the series. And so I went ahead and worked on an outline for uh, book nine this week. And I'm hoping to actually start a little bit of drafting on it today. Not a ton of work, but just kind of dip my toe in it, as it were. And so I don't believe I've announced the title of this one yet. Um, So I thought I would go ahead and share that Firmament Book 9 is going to be called Intoxication. So you can uh, make whatever speculations you want to about that. And I am excited about it. I did realize when I came to it that I had absolutely no plot whatsoever. (laughs) Like literally, I just had one little seed of an idea of a theme and of, um, you know, a couple particular events, but literally no plot. So that's what I sat down and did earlier this week is kind of come up with the basics of a plot and generally how the story is going to go. And I think it's going to be a really good one. So number two, when it comes to the publishing of Eleftheria, there are um, 16 or I guess 17 chapters out as of today. And, um, I believe there's 22 total. So we're getting close to the end. And I think I mentioned last week that it hasn't, it hadn't been extremely successful necessarily. My royalties had been very low. Um, so I did know that on Villa, they also do bonuses. Um, and I'm not sure how those are divided up among the authors, honestly. Um, and I don't really know that much about it, but I had heard the other Vela authors talking about it, but I didn't think much of it. I knew that, you know, I haven't been there long, haven't had that many reads, so I wasn't expecting much, if anything, but I actually did end up getting um, a really nice bonus from last month, and it was really encouraging because it actually goes a long way toward 
um, get, gets me really close to already making back what I spent on publishing the book. And I never know, you know, that's always my first concern to at least make sure I'm not wasting money. <laughs> and so that was just so encouraging because it can be already, you know, I'm spending, I'm taking time to spend on this and effort and, you know, just, just knowing that I'm getting, you know, just being able to get something back from it is so just, it's just so encouraging and it just helps motivation and makes me feel like, you know, I have two goals with this. And honestly, my first goal is just to get my writing out there for people to enjoy. Like, honestly, that is my number one goal. But if I can make money with it too, it is a huge blessing to my family, obviously. And so being able to see some of that happening was just really totally made my day, of course, and just uh, got me excited. Also, the fact that I went outside my comfort zone and tried something new for this book and that it's, you know, been paying off better than I was expecting. is just really nice. So I've been excited about that. Number three, so excited about this. I have got my blog back. If you didn't see, it is now instead of jgracepennington.com, it is under jgracetheauthor.com. And I still have not been successful in buying jgracepennington.com. Um, and I'm not really worried about eventually getting it back because, again, I know that that's not anybody else's name. <laughs> There's no other J. Grace Penningtons out there. So I'm content to just, you know, I have a certain amount that I'm willing to pay for it. And I'm not going to go above that. So I can just keep throwing this offer, that offer at this person who has it all day, you know, for however long. And I'm, and, and it helps now. I don't feel like I'm in any rush because I just was like, you know, I'm getting serious about building my business. I need to have an author website. Like that's really important to give people somewhere they can go and see everything in one place, really connect with people, etc. And so I decided I'm just going to go ahead and buy a different domain and just have my website there for now. But then, um, I, I've, I've done that before with the Firmament Series website when I had issues with that domain, and I don't remember it being very difficult, <laughs> but for whatever, I don't remember at all what I did, and whatever it was, I couldn't do it with this website. Like, I could not get everything to move over, and so in desperation, finally, and I do not like asking for help. Um, I don't know whether it's pride. It probably is some pride involved, but I also know I just don't want to feel that I'm inconveniencing anyone or don't want to feel like, um, you know, like, oh, you know, they have other things to do, like whatever. I don't know. It's probably some whole problem I need to deal with. But I finally did reach out on Facebook and just say, hey, does anybody like know, have any tips for me, any help for me, whatever. And I had quite a few people, like quite a few friends that reached out and said like, Hey, just, you know, call me or message me or let me know what exactly what's going on. Or you can try this and that, like so many people that took time or were willing to take time to help me. And it was even just, that was such an encouragement to me, like what a blessing. Um, but then one friend in particular, um, just said, you know, Oh, like I can do that easily. If you're comfortable letting me work on it, you know, giving me the login, then I can get that done for you. And she did. She went in and took care of it for me, took time out of her day. And I was so, so humbled and, you know, grateful for that. Um, and it just reminds me, like, we, I need to be willing to ask for help. <laughs> I need to, because I do, people, people do need help. And 
it is like I know that I am blessed when I can help someone else so why do I feel so hesitant to allow other people that blessing as well but anyway so I do have my website now and I've been able to start getting some blog posts out again um, and I think I might have mentioned also working on a newsletter and getting that rolling again so yeah all kinds of really exciting things going on over here number four for a little kid anecdote of the week um, so Violet, I think I had talked about how I showed her how she could find the purple color by looking for the word Violet on it. And another thing that I did to try to help her this last week is she has this little preschool workbook that deals with just things like cutting, coloring, tracing, you know, basic kind of preschool type, early, you know, motor skills, things like that. And so it'll tell you particular colors to color certain things on the page. And they kind of try to associate a shape with each color and some of them she remembers, but not most of them. And I don't remember any of them. So I don't, I don't blame her for that, but she'll, so of course she'll want to ask me on each page, you know, what, what color is this supposed to be or whatever. And so I started telling her like, you know what you can do if you look at the first letter and see what sound it makes, cause she knows all her letter sounds, maybe you can figure out what the color is. Because, you know, obviously that won't work for all of them, but, you know, if she sees the letter Y, she can figure out that it's yellow. And so I kind of went over it with her for maybe five or six of them and just was like, okay, so you see, here's a B and you know, the B goes, but, and then there's an L. So what do you think that is? And she was able to kind of figure out like, oh, it's blue or you know, whatever with my help. And so then I was kind of back and forth doing some chores. And at one point I was in the other room and she yelled, mommy, it's green. I see it's green. And I came back in and sure enough, the word she was pointing out was green and she was able to figure out because of the letter G. So I was really proud of her and impressed with that. And I'm like, hey, you know, it's such a big step on the way to reading. So I'm just so excited for her to read. And, you know, I'm, I'm not wanting to push it or, you know, try to get her to do it before she's ready. But as I see just like small opportunities that fit into what she's already doing, um, where it's not something she's going to be frustrated with at all, but just something that she can discover and work on in a fun way. I try to implement those things. And so seeing her get to do that, um, she was really excited and I was super excited and it was just so fun. So yeah, I love those moments. Number five on my currently reading, I decided to reread Stepping Heavenward, which I have read probably at least like 20 times before. Like I've read it so many times. It's one of my definitely like top five favorite books ever, but it had been a really long time since I read it. Like, I think I might have reread it last when we were early married, but, um, not since we had kids, I don't believe. So partly I had, I had just been wanting to reread it because I have found when I read it at different stages in my life, I will get, you know, I'll obviously relate to a different part of it, a different part of where the character is in her life and get something different out of it so I'd been wanting to and then it was next on my bookshelf anyway so it just worked um, but one thing I always find myself wondering as I read it and of course I wonder this with many books is you know how much of this is autobiographical and I feel like so much of it has to be at least elements of that because it just rings so true and especially when a book is like that where it's just like real life, you know, it's just general fiction. There's nothing, you know, it's not like genre fiction. There's nothing crazy about it. It's just life. And when it does feel 
so real and so honest. I, you have to feel that obviously the author did put some of themselves in there. And so you just kind of makes you curious how much. And I do, and I always then, I think I've mentioned this before, think about that with my writing. Like I know people will be wondering that. Um, and especially my book shows that I'm hoping to release at some point. It does have a lot of personal elements and um, but a lot of it, a lot of it is, you know, completely fictional events, but there are a lot of also things that I have been through or have gone through or things that, I don't know, there's just definitely a lot of me in it. And so I always wonder as I'm reading and reading this book in particular, I find myself, you know, cause I know that the author, Elizabeth Prentice, I know that, you know, she was married and had kids. And so then when you read about those parts are about how she, you know, the character meets her husband and gets married and has these struggles in her marriage. You kind of wonder like, oh, like how much of that was a reflection of the author's marriage? Like it just makes you wonder. And I am convinced that it had to have been a significant amount of it It had to have been autobiographical because it does just feel so real and so relatable. But anyway, I just started it yesterday, so not very far, but I think it'll be really valuable to reread. And again, it also makes me think of, it's obviously this is a long way away, but sharing it with Violet someday. Um, and I remember my mom gave it to me when I was 16. And so thinking forward to that and being able to share things like that with my girls, is just so exciting for me. Number six, I actually decided to um, talk through a little bit. Um, there's an article that I'm writing, so y'all are going to get a little sneak peek of it. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it when I'm done, um, but I'm going to, you know, try sending it to a few different people. You know, I have a few uh, magazines that I've kind of marked as potential. So I wrote a first draft of this article yesterday, and it needs a lot of work, but I thought I would just talk about it a little bit and how it does relate to my writing and marketing. So the topic is the word can't and the way that we use it. And one thing I've just noticed so many times when I say things to people that I'm doing or that I've done or ways that I'm living my life, people will have the response, oh, I, I could never do that or I couldn't do that or I can't do that or whatever. And I always just hate hearing that because I don't, I don't say this because I don't want to be rude or, you know, judgmental or anything, but I always think you can, though you, you could if you wanted to. And I, and honestly, though, one reason I don't say it is because I don't want to sound like, well, you can and you should, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like it can definitely have a condescending sound to say something like that. But what I mean is just saying can't is actually putting yourself in a position of, of self-limitation and kind of holding yourself a prisoner to that. And one thing I found is that saying, not saying can't doesn't mean you have to say you will. So a lot of times it's valuable just to be actually honest and face what you're really saying. Because usually when people say that, like, obviously there are things you physically literally cannot do. <laughs> and that's what that word means. And that is totally fine. But there's also things that are just really hard or you just really don't want to do or you don't think is a good idea. And all of those can and often can be and often are totally valid. So like maybe when it comes to, let's say, exercising every day, people will, you know, you could say, oh, I can't do that. 
for this or that reason, you know, there might be reasons you think you can't do it and be like, well, you could, and maybe it would take something really extreme. Like maybe you would be like, well, I could, if I, you know, got up at 1am or something like crazy, I don't know. And so it doesn't mean like not saying the word can't doesn't mean you have to do it. Like you can say, well, I could exercise every day, but it's not a priority for me right now. Or I'm, you know, I don't know, whatever, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that right now. Like just be honest about whatever the actual issue is. And I feel like we don't like that because sometimes it's easier just to say can't and move on with it. But if you're being honest about what's really going on, then you're giving yourself agency and power over what's happening. So, and so just, you know, and it's totally fine to say, you know what, like this is your life. This is your family. You can say, you know what, getting up at, you know, 1am to exercise is not going to be good for us. Or you can say, you know, I know that I could exercise every day if I didn't, you know, do this other thing I'm doing, but I'm prioritizing this other thing, you know, and that's fine. But you're being honest about what's happening and you're having control over your own choices. And so I have really had to own that when it comes to my writing and marketing, because I definitely have a lot of reasons that I can say, oh, I just can't do writing right now. I can't, I, I, you know, I don't have energy to market my books, like blah, blah, blah. I have all this going on in my life. And there are things that I have said, like, I only do my writing, marketing, all that stuff. I will only do it during nap time or after the girls go to bed, because I, I do know that it is a much bigger priority to me to be present with my kids and to run my house well than to do my writing. And so I've committed not to be getting work done, you know, while they're up and while I, you know, I need to take care of them. So that's a priority for me. And, but one thing I found is that then I don't want to give up time I could have just to be like resting or whatever during nap time or, you know, after bedtime or whatever. And rest is important. And so I am also like, I always do my reading. I'll sit down with a snack and read a book first at nap time. So I am having some time to just like recharge before I go into more work. But I just found that for me, if, if I was being honest with myself, that writing and really working to get my books out there was something that was important to me. And so I needed to face the fact that I could do it if I wanted and look at what it was going to take for me to do that and see if that was something I was willing to do. And if it wasn't, that would also be fine. Like writing and marketing my books is not something I have to do. It's not a right or wrong thing, you know, and there are seasons where I do think it probably will need to go on the back burner seasons where it has and that's also totally fine but in general it is important to me that this is part of my life and I do think it's a gift that God has given me and I want to steward it wisely and well and so I wanted to really face it honestly and look at what I can do what I'm willing to do what I'm going to prioritize rather than just shutting myself down by saying I can't do that and so anyway I just feel so strongly about this because I want people to know and also just to have the freedom to say, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like sometimes that's what it really is. You could say, you know what? I could never eat another piece of chocolate again my whole entire life. And that would probably be 
good because, you know, sugar is not good for you. And if I never ate another grain of sugar again, that would probably be good. But you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that in my life and I'm not going to. (laughs) And so I'm not going to say that I can't do it though, because it is possible. I could never have another piece of candy for another day as long as I live. Like that is possible. It would be really hard and it'll be really annoying, but I could do it, but I don't want to. And I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to say, you know what? I don't want to live my life that way. So I'm just not going to. And I am making that choice for myself. I'm not like making myself limited or victimized by a false idea of the possibilities. So anyway, as you can see, I feel strongly about this and I really feel that it's benefited me so much to look at things this way, which is why I want to share it in this article, but I do want to make sure that I'm not saying it in a way that is patronizing or judgmental and being like, well, you can, so stop, just stop it. You know, like I want to be, to share it in a compassionate way and an empowering way. So I want to make sure my tone is right in the article. So I'm going to really make sure I work on that. So y'all can just be my guinea pigs and uh, hopefully find it encouraging. But if not, then definitely let me know what I can change about my approach before I go into this article. you all for listening today and um, I really hope that you've gotten some benefit or encouragement or enjoyment out of the show today please let me know uh, what you're currently reading thoughts on autobiographical details in books and of course when it comes to can't won't don't want to whatever that whole thing let me know your thoughts and if there's some way that you've looked at those things in your own life um, looked at choices made decisions, looked honestly at your priorities and just all of that and how that's benefited you. I really love hearing from listeners and and readers and friends um, just about all of these things. So thank you again for listening. Hope that everyone has a great day and a great weekend ahead and stay improbable. Bye.